Episode 37. I like ramen. Episode 37 from Shrooms of Skyrim, the Matthew and Hiram. I'm your host, Matthew, and uh, once again, Hiram is not here for the second week in a row. That is bullshit. Psych. That is bullshit. Sorry about that, folks. I had Christmas drinking to do. <laughs> Better uh, pull your pants up, youngins. The old man is back. That's right. Not he's not here to play around. That's right. Actually, I don't mind the whole saggy, you know, jeans thing. I used to rock like that back in the day too. TMI, TMI. You know what I'm saying? Got to show half a butt cheek at least, son. TMI. Ladies like that. <laughs> so I, I don't even know. I I'm gone for one week. I don't even know. What to I'm say gone either. for. I'm not even one week. I'm actually gone for just one episode. And uh, you try to replace me with Trey? Is that is that what's happening? I feel like there's there might be some mutiny going on here, you know. And um, you know, I'm a little I'm a little. Uh, if you're gonna let your family <laughs> get in the way of this, who do you think you are? How dare I <laughs> have family obligations that I must attend to? You know, here's you the funny thing: you want to spend Christmas with your family here's the funny thing i don't get to see i don't get to see several of my family members usually about one time a year which would be christmas and uh that day we all hung out outside um because my brother had just tested positive for covid the day before and he was hanging out with them right with my the rest of my family and then the following day after that where we hung out we found out that my mom was positive, that my sister was positive, uh, my stepfather was positive. Oh, so wow. all of the all of the Christmas shit that we had planned was gone. So if I actually didn't hang out with them that day, I would have not even gotten to see them the whole time that they were here. Is everybody, everybody okay? Everybody's fine. Everybody got everybody got the treatment that they needed to get. Um, you know, people were double vaccinated with boosters and still got it. Um, you know, but uh, at at least now, you know, they have some sort of you know antibodies for it and and they actually went and got some monoclonal antibodies and and uh uh it looks like that helped that that's helped them out as well cool, so cool, cool, cool. you know uh nobody got it nobody had to be hospitalized which is good you know so let me, let me see what you think about this as uh apparently this is from a uh, ram das a i don't quote. know who ram das is i'm not I'm ram das ram <laughs> But uh, if you think you are enlightened, go spend a week with your family. I mean, you know, things get heated in my house. Well, no, cause like, I, I, <laughs> like, I, I take it as cause when I saw that, because uh, like my family members are like super fucking smart. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? So I, also like for me in terms of like these people seeing you since you were a little kid, like through all of your fuck ups and what have you. So that's like you go out in the world, you think you're hot shit. You come back, you know. You come back home, like you you kind of uh, 
Well, I mean, you know, I, I'm fucking 42 years old and that still fucking happens to me. Right. You know, it, it, I mean, it, it just, you know, yeah, it's just, just yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm not the smart one in my family. My, my sister and my brother are, are much smarter than I am. So, um, I'm just the loudest and most opinionated one. So <laughs> <laughs> actually, I think my sister might beat me in the loudest, but I can hold it longer than she can. I think the consistency of loud that I am, I'm on all of the time. See, I don't think people realize you're actually louder in person than you are on the podcast. Yeah. Like you're, you're Cause pretty- I'm in my ear. Cause I can hear myself. If I, <laughs> if I couldn't hear myself, it would be a problem. So I am a loud motherfucker. That's, I don't know, just the way I am, I guess. Yeah, like you're, you're a lot more contained on the pod. I, sure. I stopped apologizing for being loud a long time ago. But I still secretly apologize to people. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm a little loud. I know, I get it. Don't yeah. apologize. I know. For being you. For being me. Strictly for being me. So yeah. how how was your uh, 24th and 25th? For those of you that listen around the world in South Florida, essentially Latin culture, uh, the 25th isn't really a big deal for us. It's the 24th. That's the big deal. So, yeah, uh, I'm glad uh, these motherfuckers have finally stopped saying our fireworks <laughs> all fucking week, all fucking week, all through the night. I, I don't. Know. Know. I've been hearing them too, man. I've been hearing them too. Why? Uh, I. So it's we, it's fucking. You know what scares me is that a lot of the times, and, you know, Cubans do this shit all the time, and there was a couple last year, I think two people it happened to, uh, Cubans just be shooting firearms up in the air, you know, just, you know, as like a thing. And those things come down, bro. They, they killed two people last year like that down here, if I'm not mistaken. One guy in his living room and another guy outside at like a... Uh, a a party or something. It was crazy. It, I, so when I hear those, especially around this time of year, I think, oh, shit. Is that a gun? You know, for a second, I'm like, fuck. No, like I looked out the window. Like I saw the fireworks, uh, too. Like, I'm talking about like across the street. Oh. And I was oh. <laughs> I'm like, man, I, don't, I, I really don't want to be the neighbor that fucking goes down. But it's like fucking 1030 at night. I mean, what, were they the big ones? Medium. Oh. Uh. So, but, but yeah, like like having people figured out how gravity works there. Like if you gotta <laughs> fucking uh, shoot a gun for the holiday, like shoot that shit into the ground. <laughs> Don't that, understand. That's like I know it's like a little bit more uh, sensational to just fucking like point in the air. But yo, like especially in like a densely populated area, what goes up must come down. <laughs> it's gonna fucking like it's gonna this kill is, somebody. Like this is not the fucking countryside where there's <laughs> right. where there's fucking acres. Of, this isn't the finca. All right, this is it. I don't know what that is. The finca is like the farm. So it's like, you know, like the country, essentially. You know? So, yeah, I figure the first thing you're going to want to talk about is uh, this new Matrix movie. Oh, I do want to talk about the Matrix movie. I do want to talk about the Matrix movie. Because you are, and uh, like, like, I, like you're... I'm not even gonna like claim this with you. Like I fuck with the Matrix and Keanu Reeves, but you are like a diehard. Yeah, Keanu yeah. Reeves. Well, the the I I'm, I'm a, I obviously love Keanu Reeves movies, and I'm a diehard fan of his. But the Matrix were, um, I, you know, I was I was 19 when the first one came out. Um, 
And I kind of want to talk about all of this kind of in context because here's the thing. Um, this movie is getting a lot of a lot of weird reviews. Why you say weird? I would just say bad. So here's the thing: it's not a lot of bad reviews. I, it's not necessarily bad. I don't think. Okay, so I think what happens is the Matrix, the first one, right, and right. the trilogies as well. But like the first one, really, right? It's an action movie, right? That's wrapped up in like a love story, right? Like it's, that's you know it's a kung fu flick. With a love story, right? In a right. digital world. And digital, like that. And digital. <laughs> so do you, did you see all three Matrix? Or is that like, a, are those films that you have watched? See, si, senor. Okay. I'm not totally familiar with the source material okay. off the top of my head. I am very familiar with the source material. Yes, I know you are. That's why I wasn't worried about it. I'm like, this guy is. So I think what happens is for some of these people that are going to see this movie one if you don't like i'm not talking about the critics i'm talking about people that are just reviewing the movie online right, right? if you're you have to be very familiar with the source material that's the one thing about this movie like you have to know the matrix movies like know them to understand them to understand this movie so like would you say that before watching the movie you should watch yes. the trilogy yeah. like this the, is not like a standalone film this I, I this is not a standalone film. However, it like when you it like if you watch it cold, the, if you cold watch it, does it catch you up no. at all? Or it, okay, so yeah, all right, so I'll explain what they do. Okay, this is this is where again, this is where I thought one of the cool things about the the Matrix, the first one, was that it had so many themes that were running in the movie. Right, what you know. If we live in a simulated world, do do we know it? Would we want to know it? Would we want to choose? There's choice, right? You have to, you know. Red pill, blue pill. Right. Another thing that people are saying is like, oh, the movie's ultra woke. And I'm like, the whole Matrix is ultra woke. Like the whole premise of the first three movies was that, you're, especially the first one, but th what happens throughout them is that like people have to wake up from the dream of the matrix they basically have to open their they have to free their mind from the construct of the matrix right like it's a choice that you have to make right do you remember the sorry to go off topic here right. a little bit do you do you remember the like the national transition of from like woke from like uh like at first it was almost like a revolutionary term you know what i'm saying like mm. you you were ahead of the curve Right. But now it's pretty much that, like, it's like. It's forced ideology. It's like, yo, like, if someone thinks you are, like, some snowflake shit, like, oh, you're just woke. Right. Well. Because, like, I don't even remember it belonging to. It doesn't. Like, the liberals, you know what I mean? It, it shouldn't. It, it really, it, it, it became that, and it's been a harness to use, to, to be used in that way. But really, it shouldn't. And I do remember that. I do remember a point around almost 10 years ago right where you were if you said you were woke you it just meant like it just meant like look i'm for people right being able to do whatever people want to do if they want to be gay let them be gay if they want you know if they want to shoot guns let them shoot guns you know uh but no I'm, no like it wasn't even like exclusively for that because I, I i remember because like you know how i told you like i, I was like on on the curve like with the like 
know, I knew about like the Bitcoin shit in Twitter, like you know, like right. a decade ago. And I remember really coming from like, uh, like, uh, like underground hip hop. Really, you know what I'm saying? Right. Well, and, and then it went mainstream, and now it's just like, it's more just like a derogatory label. It's like it's like stuff. Like it's like anything else. I mean, whatever, dude. I, what what woke? What I feel like woke is now to me is like it's an ideology that's pushed down your throat. And if you don't agree with one aspect of it, then you're all of a sudden a bad guy for not agreeing wholeheartedly the way that everybody else does. Uh, I'm very much, uh, and the Matrix is perfect. I'm very much into free thought, and because you know, sp- speaking of like this some dystopian shit, which is what the Matrix is, Matrix is like a dystopian film you know amongst other yeah, things no, 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 absolutely is uh 1984 which i want to reread uh because someone was telling me that like you should what you should read is brave new world by aldous huxley uh so tell me after the show i'll forget but um someone was saying like someone's like so i want to do a little bit analyze this of myself someone's telling me like with the with the like with the woke media is doing is essentially from 1984 you remember like the the double speak yeah and and all that and they're like this is yeah well so i, so I, I want to read 1984 and, and 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 take a look at this situation for myself you man. know it, you, even though you saw something you you didn't see it right you know there's all sorts of all sorts of shit in 1984 i mean i have to go back and read it too it's been probably well over 15 years since i read it um, but let me get back to the matrix. Yeah. Here, yeah. Okay. Let's get back to the matrix. So I, I feel like a lot of the crit- criticism has come from one people that aren't well versed in the original trilogy. Okay. okay. And that's, I understand that that's, that's a fair point. Okay. Because it's not a standalone movie, but it, it really is a continuation. So what this movie does that's really brilliant. Did yeah. you say the 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 end of the end of the third matrix? Okay. Which is revolution, right? Right. Okay. Okay. He dies. Right? In real life or in the matrix? He dies in real life and in the matrix. Okay. They keep his body though. The machines? The machines keep his body. Okay. What the premise of this movie is is essentially they plug him back into the they plug him back into the matrix, his dead body, his he but it's not they. The, you get all of that later. The machine, the the architect, basically, uh, the analyst actually not the architect. The analyst is a character played by uh, Neil Patrick Harris who does a phenomenal job in the movie. Um, he basically goes to the higher ups and says, "I got an idea." Let me redo the matrix this way. Okay. The way that they end the third one is that basically the people that want to wake up, right? Right. Will wake up. They'll allow those people to wake up and they'll free those people. Those people can go live in Zion. Okay. And the people that don't want to wake up, because some people are addicted to the matrix and can't take it, those people stay in the matrix. As opposed to wasting time and resources and. and So it was a truce. The the infrastructure. Right. It was a truce. People that don't want to be there. It was a truce, right? It was a yeah. truce across the board, right? So then what this guy, Neil Patrick Harris' character does is he's he's like, he figures out that Trinity and Neo 
are actually both the one. Like they there's that's not one source code. So in the first in the first Matrix movie, you're told the first three Matrix movies, you're told that Neo is the source code. He's the one that can plug himself back into the Matrix and reboot the whole thing. He can make the Matrix however he wants, how because he can see it. He can see all of the code. So he can reshape the matrix and do whatever he wants in the matrix, right? Right. You got to know, like, that's a lot of shit to know, like, and to remember, you know, especially to go watch this movie, right? If Especially if you don't know, if you saw those movies one time and you were like, which a lot of people did, a lot of people saw those movies one time, they didn't like them as much as they did the first one, right? Right. So there's a lot there. Let me, let me ask you something. I got two mm-hmm. questions. Is this Trinity and Neo being the one? Like uh, bringing like a, a Palpatine back esque type thing. No, 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 no. Because is, is, this, it, is it is it threatening like what the original premise no, was? No, because this makes more sense. Like, so is this kind of like a? Cause I know they they draw from a lot of like philosophical shit. Is this like a like a yin yang thing? Like like a the sum of the parts. I mean, you could probably see is, it like like greater as a whole. You could you could see it. You could see it as a yin yang thing. You could see it as a duality thing. Like they both need yeah. each other, right? Um, so, like, like, if you see the first three movies, it makes sense because Neil only does what Neo does because of Trinity, right? Like, in the first, in the second Matrix, the architect he he comes into the room with the architect, right? Okay. They black out the city. He comes into the room with the architect, and the architect tells him, "This is the seventh iteration of the Matrix." Right. We've done this six other times before. Right. And each time you've selected to reboot Zion. Right. And in this one or in in this in that movie. okay, he chooses not to reboot Zion. okay, and he chooses Trinity. He chooses to save Trinity's life because he does that. okay, he's then able to essentially make a truce later on, right? We get to see, like, how the story is going to end up playing out. Um, So it's... It doesn't change... It doesn't change the dynamics of the first three movies the way that the Star Wars kind of... You're like, what the fuck? We're just bringing Palpatine back, and now there's a diet in the Force, and we've never heard of... You know, okay. like, they... like. They just threw shit in there, right? Like, this right. doesn't do that. This adds to the story as opposed to take away from the story, right? Um, so what the what what is really cool about what this movie does is they take him back, and you, you're trying to figure out, you don't know this at the time, but you're trying to figure out how he's there. And he's actually, they bring him back, and they bring him back as Thomas Anderson, okay? And he works for a gaming company, and they make him believe in the Matrix. So he's in the Matrix. Right. They make him believe that what happened was he had a psychotic breakdown from a video game that he was creating called The Matrix. Okay. Okay. How dope is that, right? So then he's literally working in an office where he's working on The Matrix, but he thinks it's a video game. Do they use the Matrix video game? No, they use the movies. So throughout the whole movie, okay, they they do flashbacks to the other movies because characters are the same, but they're different. So like Agent Smith is in it, but he's not the same Agent Smith. 
Morpheus is in it, but he's not the same Morpheus. Actually, Morpheus is created by Neo in this movie to help him. It's, it's, that's where the concept, that's where people, I think, had a a problem with the concept of the movie. So, what -hmm. happens is, the movie starts, okay? Right. And you're seeing, you're seeing the, the, the way the story, you remember how the first one started with Trinity in the, in the, in the room and the cops come up and she kicks their asses and then the agents come in. Okay. You're seeing that story. Okay. But it's played by another actress and it's in a module inside the matrix. Okay. So what Neo did was Thomas Anderson, not Neo, because he doesn't know that he's Neo. He, they, he's been convinced that he had a psychotic breakdown and none of that was real, okay? And but there's a part of him that still believes that it's not real. So what he does is he creates a module, okay, within the matrix to run loops of a scenario over and over and over to teach a program that he's created that's essentially half Morpheus and half Agent Smith. And if the program is real and it and after it's looped so many times and it's learned from the situation, essentially what he believes will happen is that that program will come and save him, find his way out of the matrix, essentially, right? So that's what happens. It's a, like you got to watch the movie. You got to watch the whole thing to see how it plays out. I'm not telling it in like, like how, if I describe it to you, it's like me trying to describe the first movie to you. you it, it's hard unless you see it, Right. But cock, right off the bat, like my cock. <laughs> but right off the bat, it's it's the same, but it's very different, and it's still playing trippy head games. Now, is the movie perfect? Absolutely not. There are things that I didn't like about the movie. That gasp. <laughs> uh, there were scenes that I was like, "This doesn't need to be in here." Like, why are like? Like they do is they do a scene in Ion, which is the new Zion. Okay, it's a new human city. Okay, and like they take you of a tour of a like laboratory where they're like growing strawberries and shit. I'm like, we don't need that scene. Like that's an that's an inconsequential scene. Like it's just eating up story time. Like it's making the movie longer. But dude, how do you know the strawberries are <laughs> on a metaphor? I'm sure dude. they are. And and you know. It's what the strawberries represent. <laughs> Come on, life. Man. No, it's there. You know, there, and you could tell. I also think that you could see where COVID nineteen really hurt the production of this movie. Like, I don't necessarily know if the cast was used like the way that they were intending to use them. I, I I'm not sure. Like Christina Ricci's in the movie, but she's in the movie for like 30 seconds. It's so weird. You're like, why is she only in the movie for 30 seconds? Um, but because the movie apparently strawberries rep- symbolize spring and rebirth. Okay, cool. I just, we didn't need it. We didn't. We. I. I felt like I didn't need it. Now you know. Whatever. It's their movie. They can make it however. The, the fuck strawberry they want. was once the symbol of the Virgin Mary. Dude. What? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm looking for the deeper meaning here. You know, not everything is a deeper meaning. Um, the visuals 
were excellent. The fight scenes were good. Only good? They're good. Mm. Not necessarily great. Um, some of them were really cool the way they did him. Uh, the His new force power, because that's essentially what he has now. So he has, like, force power. I mean, like, instead of, instead of being able to, like, stop the bullets, right, he, he just, he goes like this, right, he pushes out, and then they bounce. All right, so what oh, would you know. say to the main thing I saw in the few reviews I read about it, what the critics are saying, is that this movie was a lot of good ideas mm-hmm. that, one, didn't really sync up well, and two, you saw the promising premise of something that ended up being uh, poorly executed. Uh, I, again, I don't think that this is poorly executed in the fact that I think they ran it. They were literally in the middle of production of this movie when COVID happened. They were like a month and a half in. And so they had to stop the movie. They had to quarantine people. People's schedules changed. I think that, like, for instance, there's a scene at the end of the movie where they have to get Trinity out of her pod Okay, um, I thought that was like really like, like that was like rush. That was like a what do they call those? A MacGuffin, right, or whatever. Where where like you're just you add to this like you magically fix a problem in the storyline. You mean that crime dog? No, McGruff. Oh, that's the McGruff. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, like, like I said again, the movie has some issue. The movie is not a perfect. It's not the first one. It's not the first one. However, I thought it was oh a great movie that continued a story really well. And it brought back characters without hurting the first trilogy. Fucking learn star Wars. It didn't hurt the first trilogy at all. It only adds to more of the mythos of the first, the first trilogy. Um, and it was the ideas that they had were really cool. Right, I could see that, but like, I don't see like where there was like poor, like I don't see like how the ideas were poorly executed. Like I thought they explained stuff pretty well. Do you think this is just stemming from uh, people's lack of in-depth knowledge about the trilogy? I think so. I really do. So like, there's even there's a joke right when they finally pull Neo out of. So the movie troll. One of the things the movie does is it trolls itself. Because the movie talks about the fact that it's owned, the Matrix is owned by Warner Brothers, right? That Warner Brothers is making another sequel, right? So is is it trolling itself or is it just breaking the fourth wall? It's trolling itself. Because there's a scene where they're they're trying to figure out how to make the fourth movie or the fourth video game, essentially. Do you even know what trolling is, old man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they're making fun of it. Okay. Right? So they're doing that. Like they have like this, what do you, what do you, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of the matrix? And then they all start talking about like, oh no, the matrix means this and the matrix means that. And that's what everybody, like those were the conversations that people were having when the first matrix came out. Right. So it's, it, it does a really good job of poking fun of itself. But one of the characters in the, in, on the ship, right. That <laughs> when they pull Neo out, he's like, man, I, I, I gotta be honest with you, man. I'm, I'm really fanboying out right now. He's like, I, you know, he's our they call him uh, a neoologist because the guy knows everything about neo so you're a neoologist (laughs) like like 
it's funny. Like it's it's just funny that they're able to do that and 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 it's kind of like a nod to the audience almost essentially. Are, are, are they still on the Nebuchadnezzar? No, they're on a new ship now. Uh, and I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Um, uh, but they're on a new ship right now. Um, and they do some really cool shit. Like they can bring programs. So when Neo, so when Neo goes to the machine city, right. And sacrifices himself in order to save the robots, in order to save the, the, the computers, right. The robots. Okay. The AI. He wants to save the computers. He wants to save. (laughs) he wants to save the AI. Right. And he saves the human race. Right. He, he, he basically makes a deal with the AI and says, you can't stop Smith anymore, but I can. And I'll, I'll stop him, okay? But it's a truce, right? We'll stop hunting you and you stop hunting us, right? Because he does that, what happens is it creates, it makes the robots sentient. And so then some robots- They weren't already sentient? No. They're, they're just artificial intelligence. It does what somebody else tells them to do. So the who, robots who then was telling them to feed the off AI, humanity. AI. So the AI. Right. But the AI has like you you saw like the squids, the other yeah. like little right? So they have robots that do a whole bunch of different shit. Because Neo did that and programs, it made them sentient. It made them able to choose whether they wanted to continue to, you know, hunt or, you know, like work for the robots or if they wanted to join humanity. So some robots have joined and so have some programs. So now they're able to take programs out of the matrix and bring them into the real world. And the way that they did that visually was fucking awesome. Mm. Like, I mean, really, really, really cool. Like the way that they were able to do that was really, really cool. Um, the story itself, like there are moments where you're like, you feel bad for, for, for Thomas Anderson, Neo essentially. Right. Because he's sitting there and he's having like these psychotic, he like things start to happen and he's starting to see things again. And he's talking to his therapist and his therapist is like, so what, what do you think that means? And he's like, well, either I'm having a psychotic breakdown and none of this is real that I, that I'm seeing okay or i'm trapped in the matrix again or or everything that i'm seeing is real and i'm trapped in the matrix again right and you could see like again i'm not doing it justice but you have to see like how he does it where the emotion comes through where you like feel bad for this guy because he doesn't know what reality is or isn't um and i thought that the new smith was awesome this guy, the way that they did it, the way that they played both of them, because you need essentially both those characters. You need Neo and you need Agent Smith, right? right. Um, so, he, like, they left this movie very open-ended for clearly another one to come out. And, by the way, as bad yeah, as... That, that's, as like, ba- that, that's the first thing I thought of when you said that some of the robots had, like, joined them and... Oh, no, there's there's a like, you know, at the end of the story, you know, essentially Trinity is the one that wakes up in the Matrix and she can now see the source code like Neo can. Right. And she can now fly. She can do the whole fucking thing. So now, you know, like you, I, I, I clearly I think there's going to be more. Um, look, the movie for all of the shit that people are talking, the movie opened at fucking 60 million. 
over the weekend. And that is with a movie that's fucking streaming for free on HBO Max. Like, those, that's, that's good numbers. That's really good numbers for a movie that's streaming free right now. You know, I, I, now, again, I don't think the movie was for everybody, but, man, I loved all of the concepts that they, that they pushed on the movie. I think they did another phenomenal job with playing with this idea of, like, if you were in the Matrix, would you know it? And then would you want to choose to stay in it? Do you, would you, like, Trinity's character is a mother, right, with a husband, right? And, oh. like, they, he asked her, do you want to leave? The Matrix has her already hooked, right? She's got kids that she thinks that she loves. These are her real kids, you know? She doesn't know that they're not, you know? She has a feeling that something's wrong, but she doesn't know that they're not. It's a really well played out i i loved it i really did i i really enjoyed it i i thought it was really good i i the concepts are all still there um the the pushing of the envelope as far as like no movie pokes it fun no i guess no movie can do what this movie does in the fact that it's telling you right off the bat that the main character works for the main character created the matrix right and it's a video game and like they're talking about like it's so weird you're like there's a you're watching the movie and you're like no movie's ever done this like no movie's deadpool. ever acknowledged you know what deadpool deadpool doesn't do that deadpool breaks the fourth wall but that's different than this this isn't breaking the fourth wall okay i believe you it, it i i know what you're saying deadpool does break the fourth wall though that's we know that but this does it very differently um i the one thing i will say is that like as far as like if you were going to go see like a, a kung fu action flick you know if you were thinking it was going to be like this is that, less that than the previous way ones. less way less that than the previous ones way less that than the previous ones you can even tell in the fight scenes like uh and by the way he still pulls them off he still pulls the, the fight scenes off he still looks good doing them you know, um, but you could tell that like he's not doing backflips and shit like the way that he used to do. You know, he's fucking almost sixty years old. I think he's like fifty eight, fifty seven. Looks, looks damn good for it. In this movie, when they shave his head though, and he's back on 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 the ship, you could see that he's like, and they did a good job of that, right? Like obviously he's like back in the pod and shit, so he's got to look emaciated or whatever, whatever that word is. Um, but he he's got the grays. Definitely got the gray. He's got a lot more gray. You can tell he's got a lot more gray uh, when he doesn't have the long hair. <laughs> so. All right. So what's your final rating? Uh, my final rating for the movie is a B plus. My final rating for the movie is a B plus. That, like I said, there are out things. Out of 10. Out of 10. T out of 10, I'd say 8.5. 8.5. Yeah. That's lower. I thought you were going to go with 9 something. No, eight point five. Interesting. Eight point five is 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 is. I would say eight point eight, eight point nine, even. It's not. It's not an A movie. It's not an A plus movie for me. It, there were. There were some holes in some things that I I I thought. Again, I really do think that the 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 movie, being um, shot during the pandemic, kind of changed what the whole aesthetic of the movie was supposed to look like or or maybe what it 
should have been. Um, like the fight scenes aren't super long. You remember how in the first one, like his fight scenes were always like, like there, it was like, there were a lot of moves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't get a lot of that. You don't get a lot of that. You don't get a lot of moves. Like he has one, maybe two fight scenes with like, you know, that are the one with Morpheus. But he doesn't even really fight for the first half he of it. He fights Morpheus? Yeah, he fights Morpheus. Because they're in the training dojo again. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And Morpheus, you know, the this version of Morpheus is trying to um, get him to kind of start fighting. And he doesn't want to. Um, and, you know, he's like, look, you know, they do the whole fucking thing and they fight. And Morpheus really whoops his ass for pretty much three minutes and then he does like a couple of moves stops him one time they go like one round where neo wins and then neo does the fucking force blast because that's basically what he's using like that's the one thing where i was like so neo's just using the force now that's like you know um it was it was really it was really cool like you got to watch the movie man like they even talk about like bullet time right and they make fun of it Right, and they're like, "What the next Matrix movie or the next Matrix video game needs is one word: bullet time." And they're like, "Isn't that two words?" <laughs> you know, like it's it. They're what the fuck is bullet time? Bullet time is when they the so in the first one, remember when they oh, shoot when the gun and it's yeah, he's he he moves, does the whole fucking and they moves like they do, right? That's called bullet time. That's watching the bullet. They when they made the first Matrix, that had never been done before. And oh, what, oh yeah. And, yeah and what they did was they set up they set up a camera they set up cameras 360 degrees around and then they fired the gun so you could see it you could capture it from every angle like at at super slow speeds right and right. That, and and a green screen right they shot it in a room with a green screen and then they just superimposed everything else on top of that hmm Right, Interesting. it was super cool. I mean, nobody had done that before. You know, nobody had even thought to do that before. Um, you know, the first, and that's the thing with that. That's the thing. That's the whole thing with these, man. Is that like the first one was so fucking epic that it's almost going to be impossible to recreate that. You know what I'm saying? What this movie did was it just told a it told a continuation of a really good fucking story. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it. You think people were expecting this to set a whole new precedent? Yes, yes. So of course, yes. of course, well, you're gonna be disappointed. You're gonna be disappointed. I didn't look at it like that. I, I you can't. You, you know better. You're a neologist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. Um, you can't. You you can't go back and and remake a movie. So what? So what the first one did, as far as like the mind fuck game. Right, where like people had never seen anything like that before, and this one they do kind of the same thing in the fr in the way that like they talk about the other movies and they show the other movies and like they tell you that they're movies and that it's a part of a video game and that like you're it's almost like you're like wait no no move wait what why how are they doing that why are they doing that right mm -hmm. and like you you get like you you start to find out why um, and it. I mean, ask ask me. I mean, ask me another question. I mean, I I, I there isn't anything that I I, I feel. I'm not gonna lie, you've answered all my questions. <laughs> there isn't anything I feel that like uh, they did wrong. 
I think they did the best that they could with what they had. And I think that the most important thing that they had was a really good story. And I think they told that story really well. And if you disagree, you need to shut your damn mouth and go watch the first three movies. How dare you blasphemy. There's so many Easter eggs. Our dear Keanu. There's so many Easter eggs in the movie. So many. Like, it's it's just callbacks to the other one. You know, um, the... The, there's a scene where the new Smith is in his office and he calls Neo in and in the background you see like a, the head, right? Like a bust, like a brown bust of like the old Agent Smith. But like it's just in the background. We need that bust. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's like they're just, there's re- there's a lot of really cool stuff. I, again, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I highly recommend it. It's on HBO Max. If you have HBO Max, definitely worth watching. I mean, and you can watch all of them. You can literally watch them all in order, which is what I think I'm going to do now because I've watched it two and a half times already since yesterday because I saw it yesterday for the first time. So, I mean, you should really watch it with me. I took my wife. Actually, my wife took me to the theater yesterday. Yeah, my wife looked hot as fuck yesterday. My wife did it up to go to the movies yesterday. Holy shit. Smoking hot. I, had, I was like, oh, dude, dudes were looking. It's a problem. It's a problem for me. She was looking good. She was looking good. That's what's up. <laughs> Shout out to my wife, my hot, smoking hot wife. <laughs> what's up, Hiram's wife? <laughs> um, you, know, you know what else I watched in a day? What else? Because you have successfully talked about the Matrix for forty-two minutes. Okay, I, I could I could talk about the Matrix. <laughs> I know you for, could. For all, I know you could. That's why you like ask me some more questions. I'm like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what else to ask you. Um, so uh, I watched the Wheel of Time. Oh yeah, you're telling me about that on Amazon Prime, right? Yeah, man. So what was that about? So, okay. So, it's a fantasy land. Okay, right? Like, it's a fantasy world, right? Like, think, like, Tolkien and all that shit, right? Oh, like, okay, You okay, know, okay. like, Witcher, right? Same fantasy shit, right? Okay, you're in this this world, and it's a wheel of time. Women, women in this world, they wield the power, right? They wield, like, a mystical power, okay, from the source. The okay? source. Men can't wield it. They can touch it, but if men touch it, it drives men mad, right? They don't, men don't have the ability to reach this like to to use the source and not go crazy only women can do that right so they're like is the source a metaphor for a vagina no no the source i mean not i mean because like no so, what happens it, it, what, 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 men are not allowed to touch it men are they not, do they no. will go crazy well that's you know um so I, I what I didn't know was that when I first started watching this, what I didn't know was that this is a part of a fourteen. Like I thought, fucking Game of Thrones was impressive. This shit is f- part of a fourteen book trilogy, or not, or not trilogy, but a fourteen book uh, adventure, right? That you that you have to go through, right? And essentially, the women they're called the us. Uh, I can't. I'm gonna I'm gonna mess it up. Anyways, they're kind of like. I want to say witches, but they're not witches, right? Like, they just have the power. Like, they they can do cool shit, right? Like, they have magical power, right? Um, and there's a prophecy 
that the there's a dragon. The dragon is like a person. It could be a man or a woman, and they broke the world. And because they can they can touch the source power and like whatever they choose, whether they choose to be like bad or whether they choose to be good, that will determine like what happens to humanity, right? Um, and everybody believes in like reincarnation, right? So you come back. Everybody comes back. So there's a prophecy that the dragon will come back. And long story short, it ends up being like four people, five people from the same village that could be the dragon. And it's fucking crazy, man. Like if you watch The Witcher, or you watch The Lord of the Rings, or you fucking Game of Thrones, like a lot of battle scenes, a lot of fucking ogres. Not Well, well there is an ogre. Uh, Ogier, I guess is how you pronounce it, uh, according to the show um and but uh what are they what, what the fuck were those things trollics trollics these fucking troll gnarly looking fucking things the show is super violent at points um but it was really good i i thoroughly enjoyed it It was an excellent little event i can't wait for season two yeah i just looked it up on the internet right now and i'm sold speaking of fantasy shit i finally got around to watching the witcher did you have you seen both seasons? I'm like halfway through the second season. But you saw the first season. But yeah, no matter what happens, it's not going to change my pain of it. All right. No. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I liked the second season, but a lot of people had a problem problems with the second season. So just off the strength of the first season, halfway through the second, uh, the show is overhyped. All right. I think they spent their whole budget on Henry Cavill and colored contacts. <laughs> He's great in the show, though. Yeah, man. he's fucking phenomenal. Like, he's up here. The show's right here. So it's really like averages out to here. But it's hyped up like the show's up here with him, you know what I'm saying? Without Henry Cavill, this show would be lost to obscurity. Nobody will be talking about it. I'm Sorry is an eye show. It has some of the ruminations. What is ruminations? Is that a word? just make that up i've never heard that before i might be using it in the wrong context i'm not gonna lie okay it, it felt right okay it has some of the ruminations of a great show but it's just a decent show if i'm, I'm only disappointed because it's hyped up as like this big budget blockbuster thing you know what i'm saying right and really it's just like Yeah, man, but Yennefer's so hot, dog. What? I'm not even. What? Well, I'm disappointed with so many characters. Oh, she's so I feel hot. like there's inconsistent <laughs> character development all over the place. The fucking geography is confusing. It's not fucking. Like in Game of Thrones, the way they. Aside from the intro, you. Dun, uh, you, you dun, 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 well, it's my fucking ringtone. <laughs> From the show, you understand the geography of the continent they're on, right? Correct. You get a feeling. Like, this show, like, I'm still fucking confused about, like, the placement of the north and the south and how. And it's just. I well, feel, one I, is in the north. No, but, like. <laughs> no, so, I know what you're saying. Like, uh, I, And I feel like it's shot like they want it to be this. Like, they don't really do this scope of the continent justice 
it's like this the thing it's like sometimes it feels like small screen sometimes it feels like big screen mm. and you gotta admit though his fucking fights are bad yeah the fights are badass and it's just it's all right I, I liked I liked the second I, I liked the second season, but it's not as good as the first season was. Um, and honestly, Henry Cavill might be my my number two guy now. Keanu's still number one, obviously. I like, but and um, and I want justice for Superman. I like, want him. I want him to play Superman one more time. And I also too like the thing, his character is all over the place. Is he supposed to be serious and cold-hearted or not? Because sometimes he's like this, sometimes he's like... So, from my understanding, I, I don't play the video games and I don't um, I, I don't read the books. Right. Okay? I did see the Witcher animated movie. I watched that too. Okay. Which was also I... But it seems like... It seems like they're a little... Uh, you're, the Witchers are a little of both. Like, they're... Totally kind of carefree, right? And they're, but then they're like super serious, you know, at times. It's it's a little weird, right? Like, And it's like the reasoning for them being like that or other characters being like how they are is not always uh, set up very well. Like the, I think they want, they want you to, the viewer to take a lot of things for granted. And then the relationship between like Jennifer and well, it's supposed to be a seven series, seven season arc. That's what that's what Henry Cavill wants. That's what he's that's what he says. See, he, like the show's very watchable. Like I'm I'm here for it, but right. it's not. I think the Wheel of Time is better than than this, especially this second season. See, Game of Thrones, because this was supposed to be like Netflix's game of thrones response to hbo right i think that's what i heard a few years i ago. mean i, I don't like know. there it was supposed to be like their in-house fantasy right. show right right see even with game of thrones imploding in the last season yeah even taking that into account i still give that nine out of ten this the whole series I, as a whole okay yes okay i'm saying yeah, even yeah. with the imploding this Dude, the first five seasons of Game of Thrones are some of the best written ever dialogue ever. Like, like, I, and I, this show is phenomenal. so phenomenal. Like, I don't like comparing different enterprises side by side, right? And you know, I don't want to like because you know they're both fantasy dragons mm-hmm. and you know like that type of thing, like Tolkien shit. But like this show is just like woefully lacking in good writing like that you know what i'm saying it's definitely it definitely doesn't have the there, writing of 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 game of thrones and, and like i feel like like i'm like i'm not saying like in there were copying any effect but like game of thrones you had you know different sets of characters right and way more characters than this but like shows. there were so many good characters like so many favorites across the board yeah <laughs> this one, there's, there's no one that strikes me like that. There's like, only one. You like, only have one favorite, and like, that's him. And like, there's a few good moments here and there, right. but that's it. There's no one that's like that really. Like, I feel like the show is lacking some heart. That first episode with the chick on the wall, though, that shit was of season two. Yeah. See, but like, even that, it was like <laughs> that was creepy as like, shit. 
Yeah, Bob. I've I've seen that before. Uh, it's still creepy. It still creeps me out every time. Yeah, the ring. And then um, <laughs> everybody's seen that. And then like even the opening season two, like there's a lot of I feel like cliche things like when the warthog guy bust out and it's like oh girl out like they recognize each other like that's something that's been seen I've seen before in, in other right. Um, and then like that that was like a little bit. It was like too obvious though that he was hiding something, and then it ended up being like, "Oh yeah, he raped a priestess, but he's in love with uh with this crazy demon bitch, and she's fucking eating people, and he's turning a blind eye." Like, <laughs> I loved her. <laughs> okay, so so yeah, the show. He's like, yeah, you know, I I, I let her feed off of me. Yeah. Like, uh. Uh. <laughs> but um, I don't know how much. And I like even <laughs> even when like he's magically making food appear, right? Like this, is, like this is where I feel like there's a there's some there's some good special effects with monsters. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff looks cool here and there, but that's like this is ob- obviously just shit dropping from above the camera. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, is is that what y'all are resorting to? Like, whoa, whoa, whoa a piece of chicken just dropped. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I give the show an easy six out of ten. Oh, that's a D. This is a D. I was I was almost at five or even four, but wow, it, it it's good and watchable enough that I'm, I'm gonna leave it at six. I'm gonna say Wheel of Time is a solid nine, nine out of ten. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely if, gonna watch that. If you it like the Wheel of Time is like a I feel like a kind of a cross between. It's not obviously, but it would be like if I if I were to describe it, it would be like a cross between The Witcher and Game of Thrones. See, it's just The Witcher. Everyone's been talking about it, so I, I really, dude. I get the it's the fight seeds, you know the the dialogue of that stuff. It's not Game of Thrones that like like the Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is like a master class in English. You know what I'm saying? And like The Witcher is like college English 101. <laughs> you're, you're getting you're getting you know, very, very basic, you know, not, they're not, not, not I, I feel like it's a high school AP lit. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll do that. AP lit. Okay. Uh, you know, like there's, you know, there's a, you know, a few, uh, above and beyond bright, shiny moments, but it's really, uh, a big fish in the ocean. You know what I'm saying? Right. Which is partly due to them having fucking Henry Cavill. You know what I'm saying? Otherwise, I don't think, I think without Henry Cavill, it would be more like, almost like cult level show with mm. a smaller audience. It'd be, you know, a good size. I still think it's a cult level show. I, no, I, but no, but I feel like you, it's on that scale right. because of Henry Cavill's star power. Oh. Otherwise, it'd be like a big fish in a little pond. But on the scale it's being looked at, I feel like you gotta you gotta judge it accordingly. I I I think, and I'm I might be a little biased, but I I don't see how that guy is still not like a massive megastar. Like I, I he's like good, like, he's good in like almost everything that I've ever seen him in. I don't Even know, like I feel like he's an A class celebrity. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like. I don't see how I don't. Maybe he's this great, is, he's got a great fucking jawline, uh, bro. Man, those fucking close-ups, dude. When he be sniffing the air, <laughs> and I'm just I'm just looking at his fucking uh, bone structure. 
You know, he was a he was a fat kid. He was a fat kid when he was like when he was like in school and shit, and he he grew into that that body. Uh, he when he did the test for Superman, yeah, they made him put on Christopher Reeves' Superman costume, the old school one. <laughs> um, but dude, that guy is f- dude. Besides the Rock, he's one of the other guys that's like just massively jacked. You, I mean, you saw him in the Superman movies, right? I oh, mean, yeah. he's, oh, I yeah. mean, he is massive, massive dude. The guy, the guy's got some serious guns. All right, so this is the part of the show where I read aloud things I found on the internet. Okay, so I'm on Instagram and Bruce Lee's account. Okay. Similar is uh, run by his family. Maybe it's his daughter. His daughter Shannon, probably. If it's the real one, it's run by yeah, her. Yeah, If it's the real one, it's run by her. So it's, it's a picture of Bruce, and the caption says, All types of knowledge ultimately mean self knowledge, uh-huh. which is something he said. Which, right. Who's a, what most people don't know is that he actually got his degree in philosophy from the University yeah, yeah, of yeah. Washington. He's, yeah, he's a philosopher. He's not just made his own school of martial arts. It's the key, you know. And he realized martial arts is more than about fighting. I mean, it's it's, it's philosophy, and you know the physical hand in hand. It's yeah. even more about this mental and the spiritual. But I digress. Mm-hmm. I don't know what made me look at the comments. Sometimes I just you got to look at them. So this guy wrote right off the bat. Notice it says like two paragraphs. <laughs> Off of off of a sentence, he wrote two paragraphs. Yeah. I would love to hear what his paragraph states. Okay, and and let, so this is a uh, M. Donald Eugene. Oh, M. Donald Eugene. Which um, I so I clicked on his profile, which is public, and I'm so I'm gonna just give you guys some context real quick. Cause I don't want to. Is Mister Eugene uh what I would call uh, like like Let me just say he, he there's a lot of videos of him talking. And he's like, yeah, I'm I'm one of the spiritual crowns. When we go, when we're when we die and go to the next planet, there's a lot of videos of him in the mirror, uh, pounding his chest, being this like, is, "This is on Eugene's page." Yeah. Oh, okay. Please. <laughs> so he says, "This was just Bruce telling people he couldn't teach them all personally, nor teach them." A secret way. Self-knowledge, if left as he has spoken of it, misleads people to not think there is a common denominator. Self-knowledge gets entangled in their brains to mean trust myself. Never really listen to others of enlightenment because it's it is my way, my truth, my knowledge, and that is a dead end. They will never evolve that way. There is a base of knowledge that can unlock each of their entire potential, not just to kick ass, but to transform death. (laughs) Self-knowledge cannot do that. Knowing yourself completely is not self-knowledge. Knowing yourself completely is knowing and unraveling the human condition. That takes knowledge from many throughout history, and those knowing now, not just I think this or I feel that, it has to be stated over and over. Bruce spoke the Chinese la- the Chinese language fluently, but never grasped the language that the English tried to claim. The English don't speak it either. It wasn't done evolving. 
It's Excalibur. What the fuck is this guy talking about? Buddy. Dot, dot, dot. Before there was time or human beings or any life, the dragon spawned. <laughs> Wheel of time. Yes, the house of dragon. <laughs> the dragon spoke to the void and oh. the stars were born. <laughs> hey, man, I'm not knocking them. That- to light the darkness. A funny little detail about Bruce talking of losing teeth. And me being bound by a prison town, forced to chew my way out. Even if I lose all my teeth, I still am not slain by anyone or anything. Tell me how many named Mike worked on Enter the Dragon. Fallen Angel Mike, the wannabe dragon slayer, working through fools that know not their nomen, self-knowledge. No, human being knowledge. Your inability to see is the inability to be selfless. Pendragon. Arthur Pendragon? I guess so. Excalibur. What do you uh what do you make of that? I think that that guy needs to seek help. Um f- I'm not a philosopher and I'm not going to try to sit here and interpret what try to interpret what <laughs> Bruce Lee said about self-knowledge. I think I think he could be right. I, 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 again, I'm not smart. Uh, <laughs> well, first of all, I like Bruce Lee's quote. Right. Because you learn about things in life and then it helps you understand yourself better and so on and so forth. Well, it, it means that you're constantly evolving as a person. It's like you're the, trying to get better. You're trying to understand yourself better, I guess. I don't know where this guy's rant went. Like, I mean, this guy was, like, all over the fucking it's place. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's the part that got me when he was, like, uh, the dragon spoke into the void and the stars were born. I mean, <laughs> you know, he's obviously, you know, he obviously needs to seek help. You know, um, if he's on the internet pounding his chest and talking about dragon speaking into the void, you know. But, again. No, but it, he, seems like, he seems like a cool guy. He's got. He draws too. He's got a bunch of art on here. Oh well, I mean, you know, listen. He, I'm sure. I, I mean, no disrespect, Mr. Eugene, uh, but that was some weird shit you posted, <laughs> and maybe you should, you know, think before you hit the send button. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't kill me. Self knowledge, <laughs> human being knowledge, pin dragon, boom. All right, before we wrap up, uh, I have a question for you. I have an answer. All right, so here's the premise. Uh, there's, there's, there's like something like a picture going around. Mm-hmm. Pick a movie. Uh-huh. Keep one actor. Oh, and then substitute. The, the rest are played by Muppets. <laughs> you know, The Matrix would be really good to do that, too. Keep Keanu. Keep Keanu. And everybody else, else is a Muppet. Muppet. Oh, my God. That would be hilarious. Uh, Scarface would be pretty funny that way. <laughs> but, like, but like you make, you keep Michelle Pfeiffer's character. And yeah, okay, you, be- you, you make Tony Montana a puppet. <laughs> I was just thinking about a, a puppet. Snorting Coke? <laughs> oh, I was thinking about the, the last scene where he, yeah. where he blasts everyone. With this. Uh, do you know, who, funny do you know who Pepe Payette is? No. He's a, oh, my God. You've never watched this guy's videos? No. So it's a guy who he created this pu- 
a puppet called Pepe Billete. He's like a Cuban puppet, right? And he's like a Scarface. He talks like this, you know, not not like that, but like he, you know, the the like yeah, he's yeah, got like a super raspy voice. Um, and the the one of the first videos that he ever does with a puppet is like the puppet is like taking questions live from the internet, and then as he's answering the questions, he like drops down, like you see the camera, and like he drops out of frame, and then comes back up into frame. Right, you hear. <laughs> <laughs> right and he comes back up in the frame and then in his mustache he's got coke all over his mustache it's hilarious dude it's puppet doing cocaine think, pretty think, funny. <laughs> it's pretty funny i think it'd be funny if, if you voiced the puppet <laughs> i can see that um oh yeah i, I have one i have one thing for you have you seen the fucking new trailer for the batman movie there's another new trailer bro it just came out today you yeah. haven't seen it no okay so f- i saw the trailer because it it, it uh, we saw a trailer yesterday for the Batman uh, in the theater. In the theater, and my wife turns to me. She goes, "This looks like a fucking horror movie." Yeah, and I was, yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." She's like, <laughs> "She's like that." Is, she's like that fucking movie looks super fucking yeah. creepy. Like she didn't even realize it was a Batman movie at first. Like she was like confused. She was like, "Wait, what?" And like she, goes, is this Batman? And I was like, "Yeah, this is the new Batman." She was like, "Is it?" Ben Affleck and I was like, Mm-mm. I was uh-huh. like, it's uh, it's your boy. She's like, who? I go, Robert Pattinson. She goes, ooh. <laughs> Yo, I saw a meme. It was like, you know, the girls had Robert Pattinson mm-hmm. for a few years, and now it's a boy's turn. Now the boys got him. <laughs> Dude, Yo, it looks so fucking good, bro. Yo, I was gonna get your response to this. Uh, IGN gave The Matrix four out of ten. Like that's what I mean when I say it's getting some negative reviews. Yeah, no, listen, I, I, I. But you, you gave it eight point five. I did. So I, you definitely disagree with. I that. definitely disagree with that. I definitely disagree with that. I, I, I love, I love the fact that they continued the story in a really well. It was really well done. The, it doesn't take anything away from the. Again, that's so huge, man. That's so huge. Like, especially with what we've seen happen recently when they go back to these franchises, you know, it, I just, I don't understand how they gave it a 4.5. Like the movie is really just on the writing alone. Just like on the premise of the writing alone. I think the movie is already like a six, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then you add the special effects and then you add the fact that it's Keanu Reeves and you got the nostalgia thing. And they even talk about that in the movie. Oh, there's nothing like nostalgia, you know, like yeah. there's, the move i'm telling you man like again one of the best things about the first matrix was the way that it introduced ideas right like dude when i was 19 i had no idea that there was a real theory about simulation and that this was like a real thing she blew your fucking mind right and then what really blew my mind is that afterwards after i was done watching the movie then i found out that this was a real like that this that, that's a real theory that people have and right. like that this could be and and even now like some people say that like some scientists will tell you that we are living in a simulation that, all right so hypothetical let's say our podcast gets super successful right mm-hmm. and, and you found out this was a simulation mm-hmm. would you stay in the matrix to keep doing the podcast <sighs> Here's the thing. If I get out of the matrix and then come back in, do I have the powers of Neo? Because if I have the powers of Neo, I'm out. I'm out. 
Like I'm out. Like if I get to fucking learn kung fu and all, and I get to fly, and I I'm out, and then I come back in for a good time every now and then. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, but that's a that's a that's a difficult question to pose. So that was one of the difficult things that I thought they did really well with Trinity's character. Why? Because she has the fa- family. She has a family, right? So it makes it harder for her to abandon, like. If we're program, if like all of this is programming, right? Is 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 my is my love for my family real, or is it, or is that fake? Right, and and that's like a relevant issue with the metaverse on the horizon, not even on the horizon here, but the technology to really bring this, uh, and that plays in this movie, and you know, and uh, our senses being. Which me and Trey talked about this too, being like electrical impulses and virtual reality, you know, when uh, that could, you know, uh, sight, sound, smells can be replicated. Touch. In in your brain. Touch is a big one because that's when it's, when when you're. That's when the lines start to blur between what's real and what's not. And then. You can see something and it may look real, right? But if you go to touch it, right, yeah. and it just goes through your hands, then it's lo- then you know it's not real. Then you know it's it's. But if you're like in a hap- like in a haptic suit, right? Is that what they call those things, right? Yes. Uh, like where you can actually start touching things. Because I feel right? like we're, then we're, that we're becomes- like we're already at a point where it's like you know I, I play like right now my game is Genshin Impact. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. People already have priorities in video games. You know what I'm saying? Like people have lives in video games, right. man. I mean, people have lives already in the so, metaverse or well, whatever they're calling it. I mean, I right. Facebook's calling it the metaverse, but there are other companies, if I'm not mistaken, that are working on the same premise. That are, yeah. I, I mean, I know that I know that um, uh, Magic Leap is really into not only VR but uh, AR. Right, augmented reality, where essentially you put the glasses on and then you can just walk around the real world and you see things with your glasses that aren't actually there. Right, it's augmented for you. Um, I people are already living a lot of their lives in. I mean, shit. Even if you just look at it from like Facebook and Twitter and 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 that's like imagine like the first thing I think of. Uh, for augmented reality is advertising space is like the first thing, right? Because a mat like the limitations on that are much broader than what you can do physically. You know, there's billboards and you know there's limitations on that. You know, physical real estate, but with augmented reality, you could put some shit in fucking thin air there. And so, how's that's gonna be? I think that's gonna be the biggest thing for AR well, walking around. Uh, one of the premises of of Ready Player One is that right? Is that he wants to sell that that the, the I, what's the company called IOI? Right? They want to uh, yeah. I think they want to sell the guy that the guy that runs the Sixers. Right? He wants he wants to try to put as much advertising space as he can in this world. Right? Like that's obviously something that you know advertising is going to be a huge market for these things. You know. Uh, it, Especially when you think about augmented reality and like if you walk by a restaurant, let's say you walk by a restaurant, you could see the whole menu, 
You can see whatever specials they have, right? Without ever walking into the restaurant. It just pops up on your glasses. No, forget the menu. You'd see the food, right? Yeah. Like right there in front of you, yeah. 3D. You could fucking spin it around like Tony Stark. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Look, man, that's that stuff is clearly... I think at this point, I don't think anybody's in disagreeing. I mean, minus the fact that, like, one thing that nobody is talking about, which is, like, the scariest fucking thing in the entire world right what, now. What's that? It isn't bombs. It isn't wars that we're in. It isn't any of that. In the Antarctic right now, there is a crack in a piece of the the a glacier, right? Like, a, you know, this part of the glacier that's, like, I think I want to say something like the size of the island of Manhattan, okay, that scientists are saying, look, that crack shouldn't be there, and the severity of the crack is like five years from breaking off into the ocean. If it does that, scientists are saying that it will add seven feet, seven feet into coastal land. Like cities, coastal cities will literally... Are billions of people are going to either die or be very affected by this. Like, we're going to see a lot of displacement from coastal towns. This is like a huge thing, and you're not going to find it anywhere. No, CNN isn't talking about it. This is the first I've heard of it. Fox News isn't talking about it. Nobody's talking about this thing that's a real thing that could really happen in the next five years that could potentially take out a you know a good portion i would say we're looking at hundreds of millions of people at the very least think about how many people live in coastal cities think uh, every every major port city they're talking about adding seven feet bro it's no fucking joke it's not and it's something that nobody's talking about it's something that nobody's talking about so minus us taking ourselves out by something stupid like that within the next 10 years we're going to be, you're going to go to work. Look, if the pandemic has taught us anything, we're willing to do Zoom calls. We're willing to stay at home. We're, we've been trained already by these things. The pandemic has taught us anything. People are uh, stupid on a mass scale and very <laughs> easily manipulated. Very easily manipulated. And we're just about out of time. Not to end things on a dark note, but I do just want to say the one thing I forgot to mention Last week in whatever episode that was where we reviewed the new Spider-Man movie, which I stand by, is the greatest comic book movie of all time. Nope. The Shut your damn mouth. It's not. It is. It is. It's the greatest comic it's book not movie the, of all time. It's not the greatest comic movie of all time. Endgame is the greatest comic book movie of all time. Second. Endgame is the greatest comic book movie. I mean, not even MCU. I mean, Actually, to be perfectly honest, Superman, the first one, is the greatest comic book movie of all time. Because without that first movie, we wouldn't have any of these. Anywho, uh, the one thing I want to say, express, the suit at the end of the movie. You know what I'm talking about? The red and blue. Oh, the one that he makes? Is the greatest on-screen Spider-Man suit we've seen ever I it, was really disappointed that we didn't get enough of it. I I feel like it's <laughs> the most fucking fulfilling tease ever, because I, I fucking just get off on seeing that much. Just know I'm a see, just know I'm a, I'm gonna see it again. Uh, it, I, look, bro, I loved it. I thought it was great. I and really this, did. Because previously, you know, because the MCU Spider Man, uh, and with the Iron Spider, he's been through uh 
you know, a few different suits and styles, which I've been cool. Right. I feel like the the most beloved suit, even if the even if that franchise uh ended up being dead in the water, which possibly may not be anymore, was Andrew Garfield's Spider Man. That suit was with the big ass eyes. I didn't I didn't know I even needed this new suit at the end of No Way Home. Until I saw it, yeah, but we didn't get no, enough of it, man. No, we didn't but get like no, a but whole, like, like you just it, you don't really, you just see him like running. You don't see enough. Yeah, I, like, he, I, he swings a little bit. I know, but you don't. No, it, no but like, cause that that was that wasn't what the movie was about. I this know, this I is know. like, but that suit, bro. The way they did the fucking colors on it, it was fucking beautiful. It was fucking immaculate. That blue was sick. That fucking blue. That blue was sick. But I agree with you. I do like Adam Garfield's suit uh, from the from the first two Superman or Spider Man movies uh, that he did, and it looks like he might be getting a third one. Yeah. Oh, uh, so um, they they've been talking about this a lot on Twitter, and as always, it's a super divisive conversation. As anything on Twitter. Uh. So at Scott Mendelson had tweeted. If you wanted Amazing Spider-Man 3, you should have shown up for Amazing Spider-Man 2. And uh, at Tim Woski, number three, subtweeted him back or replied, whatever. He said, Amazing Spider-Man 2 was a terrible movie. Andrew and Emma are good actors, but that movie was poorly done. People want part three because they see what Andrew can do with a good script. And I agree with that. And I think people are on a lot of that uh, gatekeeping shit where that's like that, like, like that seems to be a big sentiment. Like, oh, you guys want Amazing Spider-Man 3 now? Like, what about, you know, you should have wanted it back then. You should have supported it. Like, if something's not good, I'm not going to fucking support it. How about okay? this? How about this? That's some, like, gaslighting gatekeeping shit. Fuck out of here. You can do, you with the time that's gone by, now you can do the Spider-Man 3, Amazing Spider-Man, and do a grown-up. Peter Parker storyline, as opposed to a teenage Peter Parker storyline, which we've seen now many times, at least nine times. You know, uh, I, can I, you know can can I get my uh, can I get my Spider Man Logan movie, Old Man Spider Man? You know, <laughs> I want that. Ooh, I heard Charlie Cox might uh, uh, appear in uh, She Hulk. Yeah, make another appearance in She Hulk. Oh, what do you think I, of I uh, Hawkeye? Too. We're going to talk about that next episode. Oh. We're out of time. I got, I got some things to say. And they're not all good. They're not. Some of them are good. Some of them are very bad. From Shrooms to Skyrim with Matthew and Hiram.